Hallelujah. Wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice, I wanted to lift your two hands to Jesus today. I just bless his name. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the benefit of, of seeing another worship time in your presence. We just bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We ask that your presence will pervade and permeate uh, the atmosphere in people's homes, in people's hearts. Uh, Lord, that the teaching and the preaching of your word today will bring healing, will bring deliverances, will bring salvation, uh, will launch someone uh, into a new beginning. We thank you and we give you glory. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We ask that you move into every life, into every home, into every place where people are joining this, this, this broadcast from. And we thank you. We thank you because you do the things that only you can do. Charge your word with power. Let it minister grace to every hearer in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to uh, be with you again today. Uh, this has been uh, uh, an unusual time that, that we live in, and we thank God for his grace and his mercy, keeping us, energizing us, and uh, his joy, the all of joy that we have embraced this season, and his peace that is in our lives. Uh, so I wanted to put distractions away from you as we get into the Word of God today. Uh, I, I want to just put distractions away from you and get ready to be blessed by the teaching and the preaching of God's Word. In Jesus' name, amen. So for everyone joining us from far and near, from different parts of the world, I want to welcome you very specially, uh, all of our online church members and uh, our viewers from North America, from Europe, from Asia, from Australia, right here from Africa, especially from Nigeria and other parts of West Africa where people join us. People join us from UAE. Uh, I, I, the, the list is endless. I want to welcome you very, very specially. Again, I ask that you take distractions away from you and get ready to be blessed by God's word. If you're anywhere around Nigeria here, I want you to uh, also know that God is right there with you uh, I mean, right now and is here uh, to be a blessing to you. I'm getting to you you know, live from Pieces Conference Center in Lekki, Lagos, and this promises to be a powerful, powerful time uh, of hearing and doing the Word of God today. Uh, so get ready as we get into the Word of God. Praise God. All right, we'll continue in the message series, which we've tagged Audacious. How big is your dream? We live in an unprecedented time uh, where everything around us is telling us to calm down, calm down, calm down. We've been calm, but it's time for us to walk in the fullness of what God has for us for this season, especially as we prepare to move into a new year, as we prepare to move into uh, 2021. We need uh, uh, to be a little more audacious and knowing that God has a plan for every season. And it's my responsibility and your responsibility to prepare to maximize each season of our lives. So this season will call for audacity. Uh, in different ways. And we've been, uh, you know, looking into this topic today. I'm going to be speaking uh, to the subject of action, the subject of execution. How do I, uh, uh, you know, how do I become that kind of person or lend myself more to action or to execution this season? I wanted to note something. Destiny fulfillment depends on the actions that we take. So actions and obedience to God's instruction is what precipitates destiny fulfillment. Can I say that one more time? The actions that I take and how obedient I am to divine instruction and divine signals, like we talked last Sunday, uh, those are the things that will precipitate my destiny fulfillment. So this season, in spite and despite uh, the things that are happening around us, around the world, you and I have to come to terms with the fact that there are things that God is doing in our world and there are things that God wants to do in my life as an individual and in my family as a, as a unit that will require certain action or some level of obedience this season. So I've titled this, uh, Just Do It. Just Do It. Just Do It. Uh, the discipline of execution uh, is very important if I will fulfill my destiny. So it is the doer, not the dreamer, of the work that get blessed. The doer, not the dreamer. There's a time to dream, and there's a time to take action. And the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us dreams and vision. And the moment is the dreams and the visions enter our heart, God expects us 
to start to take certain action to maximize what God wants to do in our life. If you're joining uh, us online today, I want you to go into the chat room and just put there, I'm ready to take action. If you're an in-person gathering, I also want you to note it on your, on your note or whatever device you're using to write today to be able to say, it's time for me to take action. I'm ready for action. I'm ready for obedience. This is the time for obedience. This is the time to take the kind of actions that can lead you to where God is taking you in life. Please join me as I read from James chapter 1 from verse 19 uh, uh, down to 25 in the New Living Translation. Very instructive uh, passage of the scripture. James chapter 1 from verse 19 down to 25. It says, understand this, verse 19 of James chapter 1, understand this, my, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So this is the time where people are getting angry and all that. And the Bible says human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. It's possible for you to be taking the wrong steps, wrong action this season, just because you are just being rash, just being, just wanting to do something. No, that's not what I'm talking about today. Uh, the audacity to be obedient to God and to take the right action that can lead you to where God wants you to be in this time. That's what we're speaking to today. Uh, so look at that. Uh, verse 21 of James chapter 1 says, So get rid of, uh, of the field and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God, uh, the, 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 as, accept the, the word God has planted in your heart. For it has the power to save your soul. In verse 22 says, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it, what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. It says for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully, into the perfect law that sets you free. Talking about the word of God. Uh, said, if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. The Lord bless the reading of, your, of his word. Uh, now, it's, 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 it's very simply stated here that it's possible, one, for me to look into a mirror, see my face, and walk away and forget what I look like or what it looks like. It's like God giving you an inkling into your destiny, into uh, its purpose for your life, into what the future looks like, and inaction can steal the picture or the dream from your life. Many people don't understand that when I have uh, uh, an idea, a dream, uh, a vision, you know, things that God is painting in my heart, and I refuse to do anything about it, that vision starts to fade. The dream starts to dissipate in its intensity and, uh, you know, in, and, and in the accuracy of understanding that I had when I got it from God. An idea that you refuse to act on starts to look like a mirage, starts to look like something that, 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 that is not potent or that will not happen just because you've left it in a cooler with that requisite action for too long. And the Bible is not against requisite action. God wants us to be action-oriented. God wants us to understand how to work in the fullness of his will per time. So this sharing this morning is about how do I close the gap between where I am and where God wants me to be. In spite of the situation in our world today, I want to move closer. And what will move me closer is to understand what I need to do, is to be action-oriented, is to uh, ask questions that can drag me to the point of execution. Because it's, it is... Uh, not just the hearers of the word, but the doers that the Bible says shall be blessed. Now, let me give us a framework today. This teaching, uh, because it's about execution, we also have to make it as practical as possible. I want you to follow me very carefully. A framework for uh, just guiding how we walk with God and how God deals with us uh, from time to time. I said, it takes audacity to decide what to stop doing, what to continue doing, uh, uh, and what to start doing. 
So let me take it again uh, so, so that I align with my, with my slide on your screen. What to start doing, what to continue doing, and what to stop doing. It takes audacity to decide. What do I need to start doing that I'm not doing before? What do I need to continue doing that I'm already doing that is great and I need to continue doing? And what do I need to stop doing uh, because it will not lead to the fulfillment of my destiny and the fullness of the will of God for me for this time? Can I give some example? In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, the Bible says, Galatians 6 and verse 9, that we should not be weary in well-doing, for we will reap if we faint not. That sounds like something that I should continue doing. So from season to season, even with COVID and whatever pandemic that is in our world today, there are certain things I must continue doing. Don't be weary in well-doing, the scripture says. For you will reap if you, uh, uh, if, if you do not faint or if you don't lose heart, like New King James put it. Also, in Matthew 18, when you read verse 21 and 22, the scripture, Jesus uh, was asked, how many times will my brother offend me and I will forgive? I think it was Peter or one of his disciples that asked that question in, in Matthew 18 there from, from verse 21. And Jesus said, well, it, 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 forgiveness does not have expiry date. The Bible says, then Peter came to him and, and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him up to seven times. Is it just, is seven times okay? Which is like once a week. Uh, for all the married people listening to me right now, I'm sure you're asking the question, uh, why would Jesus say you should just keep forgiving? In verse 22 there, Jesus said to him, uh, I do not say seven times, but up to 70 times. Yeah, up to 70 times. Or 70 times seven, sorry. Up to 70 times seven. So you can multiply, you can do the math. Jesus said, you know, uh, 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 if somebody will, will offend you this much, Many times, within a day, you still have to forgive. It means what he was saying, you are trying to pray, play around the number seven. Jesus said, you know, multiply 70 by seven. You know, just continue. All, all he was saying is, there are some things that you must continue doing. In spite of the time that we are li living in. Continue forgiving. Continue doing good works. And there are some things that we need to stop. Just like uh, the scripture says in James that we read in verse 21. He says, so get rid of all fear and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God, the word God has planted in your heart, for it has the power to save your soul. It has the power to save your soul. There are some things to stop doing. What are the things ruining your marriage, ruining your business? People have mentioned it to you in passing. Some people are bold enough to let you know that if you continue like this, this business will collapse. If you continue like this, this marriage will not work out. This relationship will break. If you continue like if you continue like this, you will lose the sound health that God has given you. And some people will just refuse. Stop eating this. Stop doing this. Stop living this way or that way. Yet we want to fulfill destiny, but we don't know that there are things God wants us to continue. There are things God wants us to stop. And there are things God wants us to start, especially as we navigate from seasons to seasons. There are seasons of life. Uh, maybe on another day, we're, we're going to talk about that. But I need you to know there are things that are okay for you when you're single that are not okay for you when you're married. There are things that are okay for you when you're young that will not be okay for you when you're getting older. There are things that are okay for you when you're an employee that will not be okay for you when you become an entrepreneur or an employer of labor. So I need you to understand that there are things to stop doing, things to start doing, and things to continue doing. Now, some questions to consider to become a good executor. Don't forget that framework, those three things. I'm going to you know, keep repeating them, but there's some questions that you should consider if you want to be a good executor. If you want to take the right action that will lead to the fulfillment of your destiny. As we prepare to get into 2021, every one of us must ask ourselves the question, Father, what, I mean, what are the, the, the destiny actions that I need to take that will open, you know, open things up for me as I walk into 2021? What are the things that I need to do or things that I need to stop doing? So some questions to consider to become a good executor. One, are you positioned to obey divine instruction? Yeah. Are you positioned to obey divine instruction? Are you positioned to obey divine instruction? Secondly, how do you activate 
an action plan based on what God is telling you. There are some people God has said so many things to you in the last six months. Some people in your nation, you are even still on lockdown right now and God has gotten your attention and is telling you stuff. Some people have refused to slow down to even hear God this season. But let me assume that you've heard some things. You've gotten some ideas. You know what is ahead of you. How do you activate an execution plan based on what God is telling you? I'm going to get into it in a bit. And lastly, when a vision is for an appointed time, what should you do or, or what should you be doing? Because the time is still yet to come. What should you be doing when the vision is for an appointed time? I'm spending the remaining bit of our time to answer these three questions within the framework that I've given uh, start, continue, and stop. But let's answer these three questions uh, because I want to make this message as practical as possible. Are you positioned to obey divine instruction? It's important for us to know that in our quest for action orientation, we must pay attention to divine instructions. We must pay attention to divine instructions. When was the last time you got an instruction from God? Whether God spoke to you through his word or you felt an uh, uh, you know, through intuition, something in your heart, or a good idea came and you knew that this could not be the devil. It can't be. There's no way this could have been the devil. The devil will not tell you to smile at your spouse and say, I forgive you. The devil does not forgive like that. <laughs> that's, not from, uh, that's not from the devil. That's from God. Because some people are still wondering. So how do I know? There are some things God... I mean, that the, 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 the devil cannot tell you and there are some things God cannot tell you. God cannot tell you to slap your spouse or to call them uh, silly names or call them uh, uh, foolish. God cannot tell you that. You got that idea from the devil. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a way. The Bible says a word fitly spoken is like, uh, you know, apples of gold in the shade of silver, something like that. So the, the, it says a soft answer turns away wrath. That there's a way that you answer, even if when you want to assert yourself, that it's, it's done in love. And every, every, everyone that is born of God, the Bible says it's born of love. Yeah. So love is our guiding rule in our dealing with human beings. And whenever you see love in that thing, that action you're about to take, that means it's emanating from God. Whenever you see wickedness, whenever you see disdain, whenever you see mockery, and things that make people feel less of themselves, that means the devil that is motivating it. That's a simple frame with which you can guide uh, the thoughts that are coming into your heart. Because some people will say, when we're asking the question, are you positioned to obey divine instruction? Which one is divine instruction? I don't even know when God is. You know. You know. Your conscience bears you witness. <laughs> say amen, somebody. Yeah. Your conscience bears you witness that this thing that you're about to do or say is not from God. But are you positioned to, to, to obey divine instruction. So in our quest for action orientation, I say it again, we must pay attention to divine instruction. And it comes with what I call the obedience factor. The obedience factor. Uh, I must always ask myself, where is the place of, of obedience in my life? When was the last time I followed through with something because I felt that's the appropriate thing to do or what God is placing in my heart to do? Am I always going against reasoning, going against good reasoning, going against the word of God. The word of God says love. The word of God says give. The word of God says forgive. When was the last time I showed love, I gave, or I forgive somebody? That's, those are the questions. It's not far-fetched when we're talking about obedience. Because in daily practice of all those things, then you just realize that you are in line with God's perfect will for your life. And this time, the best place to be in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of pan the pandemic and economic downturn and all that is the will of God. Because it will take you to the right place eventually. To take you, you can't be in the will of God, walking in the will of God and land at the wrong place. So we are created to do the will of God and not ours. We are created to do the will of God and not ours. Said so these people, have I made for myself, they will bring me glory. They will sing my praise. We are created to do the will of God. Yeah. God is like the potter and we are the clay. So we are created to do his will. And we have to practice it in little things before it gets to big things. I have to practice at home on how I work in love with my spouse and my children. I have to practice, 
practice it with my friends, with, you know, neighbors, with co co colleagues at work. How am I living out the word of God, which is the mark, all mark of obedience? Some people want God to speak to them audibly or give them instruction in day-to-day -day life. But they don't want to obey the written instruction, which is the word of God, on how to live. It's going to, I mean, it's going to be a long one if you continue like that. It's a long game. You, you, you won't catch up. God says, live your life, life according to the written word, which we call logos. Then you will get rhema, which is the spoken word or direct instruction. When you have not obeyed the written word and you are looking for a divine instruction, uh, you may wait for a long time and you may hear the wrong things. The reason why people pursue prophets today the prophetic office is not bad. I operate in the prophetic as well. And I love, I have lots of uh, prophets who are friends with me. But many people have commercialized the office of a prophet today. Because believers are too lazy to stay with the written word of God and live our lives according to it in obedience. First and foremost. And then we just see that that brings God's presence to us. And it becomes easier to capture divine instruction. It becomes easier. It becomes easier to capture divine instruction. These are not the days of the Old Testament where people go to see CCS, you know, like a shrink, and then just sit, sit down, and then they will now be telling you things. You are also a child of, you are not a junior child of God. You are an authentic child of God. Say amen, somebody. Yeah, you are an authentic, authentic child of God. I'm not more authentic as a child of God than you. It's just a privileged position to be a pastor, a shepherd, and the one who speaks over you the word of God. But you also have your own relationship with God, and it is personal. It is not general. You know, if you're listening to me today, whether you're a member of the Elevation Church or not, you have your own personal relationship with God. It is not collective. Fine, God sees you as a member of a, a local body of Christ, but he, he first and foremost will relate with you personally. The day you gave your life to Christ was a personal decision, not a collective decision. Personal, personal. Personal decision. And if you have not given your life to Christ, it's time to make that personal decision to follow him. Praise God. I said praise God. So in 1 Samuel chapter 15, we'll see the importance of obedience to God's instruction in the life of Saul. In 1 Samuel 15, when you read from, uh, from verse 13, you'll see Samuel, the Bible says, went to Saul and said to Saul, Blessed are you of the Lord. He said, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. That was Saul telling Samuel. And then Samuel asked him a simple question. But Samuel said, What then is this bleating of sheep in my ears and the lowing of oxen which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen, to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to him, be quiet. He's like, shut up. <laughs> Samuel said, shut up. Be quiet. And I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak on. So Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel. Now the Lord sent me or sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why then did you not obey, obey the voice of the Lord? You know, what, what, what uh, 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 Samuel was saying here was this. God gave Saul an instruction. Go to the Amalekites and wipe out everything. Saul kept choice animals. The biggest oxen. Yeah, nice sheep. When Samuel approached, he was hearing. In fact, he was hearing it from the Spirit. <laughs> and then he came and confronted him about the issue of his obedience. Yeah. About the issue of his obedience. And Saul failed. And God rejected Saul 
God rejected him from that point forward. He even spared the king. You know, we make decisions in life sometimes that is not just in, in, in line with the will of God. And we say things like, God understands. It takes audacity, ladies and gentlemen, to obey God fully and completely. I've been in many situations in my life where I had to make a decision whether to you know, follow the instruction of the Holy Spirit or dress things up a bit. And, you know, as you start to grow in your leadership journey, you will have many situations. As a Christian, as you start to grow in your life, you will have many situations. As a student, as a, you know, as a, as, as, as a business person, as a, a, what else, as, as an employee, you know, as in any area of life, in a relationship. You will have opportunities to want to cut corners or to align yourself with the perfect will of God per time and be able to say, Lord, what, 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 what is written in your word concerning this? Or what are you saying to me directly? And I want to obey. If we will not lose our throne in destiny, if we will not miss our path in life, we have to choose the path of obedience. We have to choose the path of obedience. Look at the last verse there, verse 23. Uh, it says, so Samuel was talking to Saul, said, for rebellion is the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. May God not reject you from being king. May God not reject you from the throne that he has prepared for you. May God not change his mind about his favor upon your life. Can I get a bigger amen to that? Right, yeah, God, God wants this season to hold you and I strong in his hand and in his heart and guide us. But how do you guide a goat? We have the option either to be a sheep in the hand of our God or to be as recalcitrant as a goat. And it's a tough one. That's why the Bible says we should not grieve the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit will not leave us. May the Holy Spirit not leave you this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So sometimes divine instruction moves you to immediate action. Other times it means wait. Other times it means wait. It means wait. And we have to cultivate the right attitude. Because sometimes it means move. Some other times it means wait. The big question is what attitude are you cultivating towards the written instruction and the direct instruction that God will give you this season. God is set to instruct you, to guide you. He said, I, I, I'm the Lord God, your Redeemer, the one who, who, who teaches you to profit and guides you in the way that you ought to go. And we will not maximize our relationship with God if there's the attitude of disobedience or I can sort myself out, I can do my own will. If that's how you want to walk through this season, then you may miss out on what God has in mind. So, uh, uh, God against nonchalant attitude. Towards divine instruction. Because it starts with little things. Like I said, just obeying the word of God this season. Just living your Christianity out. You know, forgiving, giving, you know, touching other people, showing love. And allowing love to guide your heart this season. This is a season where, you know, people are anxious. People are anxious. People are fighting for their lives. In my own part of the world here, in our, in our own country here in Nigeria, we see a lot of looting during the last protest. And people just wanted to survive. But we, we can't say we want to survive and then we break the law of God. But that's what happens uh, during that time. And most people will read it as, oh, they're just poor people. There are many people who are okay. People in middle class, wealthy people who are looting on a daily basis. But we see the one for, I'm, I'm not exonerating them. I mean, the people who looted, not only here in North America too, people go and loot and all that. But, but uh, it's just a show of how desperate people can become at this time and not minding, you know, disobeying any instruction at all. But if you and I will also check our lives, you may not be out there looting, but is there a way you have been looting? By disobeying instructions, by doing the things that you're not supposed to do. So you don't have to understand God's plan fully before you comply. Trust God enough to obey. Yeah, trust God enough to obey. That's what we see in the life of Saul there. Just trusting God enough to obey. You don't have to understand everything before, you know, uh, before you comply. So in crisis, 
Like I said before, a crisis does not justify disobedience or running ahead of God. Because it's not unaware of what is happening around you. And it's not unaware of what is at stake per time. So a crisis does not justify running ahead of God or just living a life of disobedience. Now, let me move to the, to, to the next thing. How do you activate an execution plan based on what God is telling you? I trust you are getting something out of this today. And as I take this last two points, I want you to follow me very, very carefully. This is a very important message that all of us need to slow down or listen to. You can have to watch this again and again to, to really apply yourself to it. You know, people have a way of wanting the year to end. So in December and January, we do a lot of prayers and all that. Those prayers will find fulfillment if we will, first and foremost, be willing to work with God and obey instructions. When you refuse to take action based on God's instruction, what you are saying is that I am now the one holding the steering wheel of my life. So God sits on the driver's, I mean, on the passenger side. And that's not, you, you can't dethrone the king of the universe to be on the passenger side in your own vehicle. He wants to be the one to drive you to your destination. That's why prayer becomes a useless thing when you are living a life of disobedience. May God deliver you from disobedience this season. In the name of Jesus. So how do you activate an execution plan based on what God is telling you? Ecclesiastes chapter 11, I read from verse 1 to 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 from verse 1 to 6. It says, cast your bread upon the waters. Cast your bread upon the waters and you will find it after many days. So give a servant to seven and also to eight. For you do not know what evil will be on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or not, in the place where the, the tree falls, there it shall lie. Said he who observe the wind will not sow. And he who regard the cloud will not reap. As you do not know what is in the way of the wind, what is the way of the wind, or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. Look at this. Verse, uh, verse 6 there. He said, in the beginning, sow your seed. In the evening, so in the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper. Either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. It's important for us to understand that God wants us to have action orientation in line with obedience to his instructions. So it's time to act. With that action, plans may remain plans forever. Plans may remain plans forever without action. And one small executed plan is better than a hundred great plans that remain on paper. A small executed plan is better than a hundred great plans that remain on paper. So, what are you doing this season? Can you say that you are moving with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost in your life of obedience? Taking the right action. Doing the right thing. And, you know, pushing yourself. That's why I've titled this, Just Do It. Pushing yourself. So though there, there, there's the right time for every plan, procrastination can make a good plan obsolete. Some people have been thinking right now, in 2021, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Do you have an action plan right now? And what are you starting to do about it right now? That's the question I'm asking. Because 20, the difference between 2020 and 2021 is just return 31st of December, and then we wake up the next day, and it's 1st of January. The way some people carry, you know, 2021 as if, you know, something will just change drastically. The way we can already see the handwriting on the wall right now, that most of the things that are slowing down our world today, most of the things that are, you know, uh, just being like a limitation to us right now are things that may not go away very fast as we go into 2021. Therefore, I have to be the one to make my own plans and start to execute my own plans. So, what stops us from just doing it? What are the things that stop us from just doing it? 
And as I say this, I'm sure you're going to find yourself one way or the other in this. And I'm, I'm uh, you know, enumerating this so that you will know the things that you need to stand against. One is waiting for favorable, favorable condition. The Bible says there that either observe the cloud will not sow. In Ecclesiastes 11 that we read, either observe the wind will not sow, and he who regards the cloud will not reap. He who regards the cloud will not reap. Many people are waiting for favorable condition, uh, but if you wait for favorable condition, you will not get anything done. I think it's a message translation of that, Ecclesiastes 11, that says, either wait for favorable condition will not get anything done. Some people talk about limitations, maybe economic limitations and all that. It's affecting all of us. It's when you start to take steps that you will see that it's not as bad as you think. Weariness from past failures is another thing that, uh, you know, slow people down. It's weariness from, from past failures. You know, when, when you just feel like, uh, I've tried this before and it didn't work. So maybe I should not bother. It's time to bother. It's time to think about how it will work. You've discovered how it will not work. It's time for you to think about other ways by which it will work. So don't get weary uh, from past failures. Procrastination. Procrastination is another thing that, you know, that will uh, slow people down or that, that is stopping people from just doing it and executing their plans. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it after tomorrow. I'll do it later. What are the things that you have been putting off? It's time for you to step in and say, uh, I have grace. I am, I'm, I'm enjoying grace and I will go ahead and do what God has, uh, 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 you know, has put in my heart to do this season. And procrastination works hand in hand with laziness. Sometimes procrastination is fueled by laziness. And uh, this is not a season to be lazy. It's a season to walk with God. It's a season to understand that God wants you to take the right uh, actions, do the right things. You know what the Bible says in Proverbs 24, when you read from uh, verse 30, especially verse 33, Proverbs 24, verse 33, can you put that up for me? It's very instructive. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands uh, to sleep. He said, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep or to rest. He said, so shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. When you look around you today and you see that everything looks like they're going down, you know, in Proverbs 24, there when you when you read from verse 30, he said, I I I I, I stroll to the field of a lazy man, the field of a lout. Can you can you put that up for me? Proverbs uh, verse 30. He said, I went to the field of a lazy man, and by the vineyard of a man devoid of understanding. And there it was, overgrown with thorns, its surface was covered with nettles. A stone, stone walls was broken down. And when I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. You know, there's a way your environment can be giving other people instruction and it's, you are even already immune yourself from that instruction. This person said, I went to the field of a lazy man, a, a procrastinator. And this was what I saw. Everything is broken down. You know, things are not moving. Marriage is, you know, upside down. That one is there. You know, children are angry. You know, spouse is not okay. And, you know, uh, my, my boss is complaining and all that. And, you know, I'm just thinking, what will I do now? I'm, I'm going to get better. But what are you doing to get better? Because he it said it's a matter of a little sleep, a little slumber. Verse 33 there, a little folding of the hands to sleep. He said, poverty shall come like a bandit. Like I'm robber, just come, boom. And people are wondering what's going on. It's because of procrastination and laziness. As we go into the end of this year, you need to deliver yourself from procrastination. Yeah. Somebody needs to, you know, after the, this service, just sit down and write things that you must execute towards the end of this month and into December. Plan how your, 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 your year is going to pan out so that you can jump into the new year with energy. So that when we start to pray in January, your prayer is, you know, is well-fashioned towards particular hands. You're not entering into the new year, uh, you know, vague and absent-mindedly. You already have things. So that when we come together at New Year's Eve service and we say we're praying over our goals, you have things in your hand. You have aspirations, not born out of your flesh, but coming from your spirit. Things that God has delivered into your heart that he wants to do in your life. As we go into a new year. That's how to prepare. And it's about being a person of action in your mind. So also make sure that you're not intimidated by 
you know, anything at all. So intimidation or lack of esteem can also limit our capacity for action. It can limit our capacity for action. You know, it can limit our capacity for action. Some, for some people, it is the busyness associated with routines. You know, you're just full of routines. You're doing all kinds of routines. And th from those routines, you're not able to pull yourself off and think more strategically and be able to gain revelation knowledge from God. So many people are so caught up in routines that they cannot adjust to accommodate new actions that will bring breakthrough results. You are so filled with routine that you can't even hear God. You can't take delivery of new action. This season, I pray grace comes upon you to break away. In the name of the Lord Jesus, grace comes upon you to create time to make room for new ideas, to make room for, for new action, to make room for new things that God wants to do in your life. Also, fear. Fear of change. Fear of people's opinion. Fear of failure. Fear of the unknown. And fear, you know, sometimes it's too, too much success. So you lack hunger completely. So you're not taking any action. And you think that things are going to remain the same. You know, I, I used to tell the story a lot about blockbusters and uh, Netflix. <laughs> How blockbusters could have bought Netflix. I told you uh, a few months ago. But, you know, because they, they're too successful. They were too successful. I'm talking about blockbusters. Go, go. Maybe you should read it up online. They missed the opportunity. Netflix took over right now. They could have been the owner of Netflix. Or maybe because of their lack of hunger, God did not allow them to buy Netflix because they may have killed it by now. Because you need hunger, hunger in life to take the right kind of actions. Many people who have had it good during this time, you may just find out that you are no longer hungry. You have lost your hunger. As I round off today, when a vision is for an appointed time, what should you be doing? When a vision is for an appointed time, what should you be doing? When a vision is for an appointed time, you need to understand that there is seed time and harvest. So, when a vision is for an appointed time, I sow my seed, I'm waiting for my harvest. You know, uh, like the Bible says, uh, if the heart remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. We just say it as seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. But we, you can also say it this way, seed, time, and harvest shall not cease. It means between my seed and my harvest is time. And some people are in between right now. You are in between seed and harvest. That time lag in between is a time that you need to steward properly. You need to steward it properly. So wait so you don't spoil what God is working out. Yeah. Wait so that you don't spoil what God is working out. Genesis 8 and 22. Say, so while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and winter. Uh, uh, I mean, cold and heat, summer and winter and all that. It talks about cycles in life. But I'm saying that the cycle of seed time and harvest is not like you just blink. It is a time lag in between seed and harvest. Many people have destroyed their harvest because of, uh, be, be, uh, you know, too, be, being too much in a hurry and worrying about the harvest. So you go and dig it up when it's, the time is not up. And then before you know it, you are helping God. It's important for you to know that you need to wait so you don't spoil what God is doing. And also to note that uh, patience, patience is passive action. So the, the, the time that you are waiting is a time for you to be rooted in God and then patiently wait. Bible says we should be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Patience is not inaction, it is passive action. Because I need to hold myself back. That's why we're saying, uh, remember where we started from, sometimes being action orient oriented is to be able to say, what should I start doing? What should I stop doing? And what should I continue doing? Because sometimes God will tell you, stop doing something and you don't even know what is next. And in between, he wants you to understand that patience uh, is passive action. And can I say this to someone here today as a roundup? There's no amount of worry that can make God or that can make you force God to do today what he has decided to do tomorrow. 
because there's a gestation period for everything under the sun. So there's no amount of pressure that you can put on God today that will make him do what he has decided to do tomorrow because of the gestation period in between. So, when the vision is for an appointed time, the Bible says wait for it, and that waiting is the requisite action for that time. So if you just do it, it's just wait. Then just wait. And if you own just do it, it's take action. Then go ahead and do it. And if you own just do it, it's keep doing what is right. Keep obeying the rule of law. Keep loving. Keep forgiving. Keep giving. Keep being the right person. And then you see the hand of God come upon you massively this season. You will not miss your destiny this season. You will walk in the fullness of God for your life. In the fullness of God's will for your life this season. You will eat the good of the land this season. The heavens are open over your life this season. You will not be displaced from the center of God's will this season. You will remain under the canopy of God this season. And the hand of God will continually rest upon you this season. In the name of Jesus. And as we navigate a bend to move into another year, I pray for you today that grace will lead you in the right path. You will not hang in the wrong place. You will not step into 2021 with regrets. In the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever action you need to take now to be able to remain in God's will, may my God will lead you into it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, will you lift your two hands to Jesus today? If your hands are free, just bless him and thank him and appreciate him and just bless him and just bless him. Just bless him and appreciate him. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the entrance of your word today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless your name, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Before I bring this service to a close, I love to just lead us to pray, just two prayer points, and then we'll bring this service to a close. In Zechariah chapter 10 from verse 1, Zechariah 10 and verse 1, the Bible says, Ask the Lord for rain in the time of rain. He said, the Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. I wanted to pray today. Lord, what are the things I'm supposed to be asking for right now that I'm not asking for? Ask the Lord for rain in the time of rain. There's a time and season for everything. Will you lift your two hands right now? Lord, help me. Open my heart and my eyes to the things I'm supposed to be asking for this season. Because somebody, this season, you need to be asking for grace to walk in forgiveness. Somebody, you need to ask God for grace to love more. Somebody, you need to ask God for grace to stay at something. But somebody, you need to ask God for grace to walk away. And somebody needs to ask God for grace to break fallow ground and do something. Yeah. According to Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 12, he said, break up your fallow ground. Somebody needs to ask, will you lift your voice right now and begin to pray, Lord, help me to know what to ask for this season. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of rain. Uh, will you pray today? Lord, give me grace to know the kind of question, the things to be asking for, the things to be demanding this season, the kind of wisdom that I need this season. Will you lift your hands and ask him today, Father, I ask for rain in the time of rain. Whatever rain means to you right now, whatever should be what I should be asking for right now. Lord, open my eyes to be able to see them, that I may ask for the appropriate thing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lastly today, you know, in 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 4, the Bible talks about the lepers at the gate of Samaria. At the gate of Samaria. And it says, uh, the lepers said to themselves, if we stay, if we say, uh, uh, 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 4, if we say we will enter into the city, the famine is in the city. If we say, if, if we shall, uh, and we shall die there. So if we go into the city, we die there. He said, if we, if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they kill, keep us alive, then we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. I want you to lift your voice today. These, these uh, uh, lepers at the gate of Samaria... They just knew that they had to keep moving. <laughs> they had to keep moving. Where are you right now? And you know that you have to keep moving. Will you lift your voice right now? Father, give me courage and the audacity to take the right actions this season. 
courage and audacity to take the right action that I may not be stranded. Uh, the leper said, you know what? Our case is bad. We're already lepers. But we're not going to stay in one place. We're going to move. If we go into the city, there's, there's famine there. We die there. The only place where there's food is with the army of Syria. And they, they, they either kill us or keep us. But we're going to move. We're going to go there. Is there a place you should go this season? It may, be, it may look tough. It may look like they may kill you. But that's the only place to go. Will you receive grace and audacity to move in the right direction right now? I want you to pray right now. Father, I receive grace. The audacity to move in the right direction. The audacity to take a step. The audacity to move in the right direction. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody hearing me right now. It looks like that relationship is not going to work out. It looks like if you make that proposal, you're not going to get a yes. But I don't know who you are. A single person. Uh, maybe a single man hearing me right now. God put in my heart. This is not a joke. This is the time to go ahead and, and ask. And, 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 and just... Just move into your marital destiny right now, right now, in the name of Jesus. And I receive grace over you to, to, for the audacity to move in the right direction. Somebody, as we go into 2021, it's time for you to start a business. And you need to move right now like the lepers. You need to move right now like the lepers. I prophesy over your life today that God gives you grace and the audacity to move. Somebody's time to relocate. Somebody's time to move from something that is not working. I receive grace over you right now. Uh, the audacity to move in the right direction. Like the lepers, you will not stay in one place. In the name of Jesus. You know what happened when the lepers moved to the right place? They found the whole place empty. And they got more than they bargained for. Then God used them as agents of good news for the entire city that has been locked down. Because Samaria was locked down, was besieged. Nobody going out, nobody coming in. May you be the one that will bring good news to people who have been locked down. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may you take the right action this season that will put a new song on, on your lips. In the name of Jesus, actions that will lead to complete turnaround. In Jesus' precious name, lift your two hands to Jesus today and just bless him. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and we give you praise. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Thank you for grace that has been released today for positive actions. Grace to wait for people who have to wait. Thank you, Father. Whatever you are hearing the sound of my voice, can I ask that you bow down your heads for a word of prayer uh, as I lead people today who may be far away from God to Jesus. Or maybe you know you have drifted away from God though you, 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 you used to be close to him and you used to be his child, but you have drifted away. If Jesus should come today, you cannot say that you are his child and he will accept you to himself. And if you have to stand before God right now, you cannot say boldly that I'm your child. I want to pray for you. Or maybe you never said a prayer before and you've been hearing about being born again. This is your season. This is your time. If you don't mind and you want to say this prayer with me, can you put your hand on your heart and let's say this prayer together. I want to say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I need a savior. So I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I accept you today as my Lord and my personal Savior. Start something new in my life and give me a new beginning from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, I declare that I'm now born again. I'm a child of God. My life has been rededicated back to God. Father, direct me, lead me into positive actions that will open up my destiny. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you just said a prayer with me, God has added something new in your life. And he who, he who began a good work in you, he will perfect it in Jesus' precious name. Uh, I want to encourage you uh, that, that if you are on any of our platforms right now, I want you to just uh, go there and let us know that you just made a decision. Just say, I just gave my life to Christ. On any of our platforms, go to the chat segment and just say, I just gave my life to Christ. If you are watching on TV, I want you to do the same. There are details on the screen uh, on how you can connect with us, WhatsApp, email, text message, just get in touch with us. Let us know that you just gave your life to Christ or that you just rededicated your life to Christ. We have some gift, some materials that we want to send to you that, that will help you to be a more stable Christian. We'd love to be a part of your discipleship process if you give us the opportunity. So I want to encourage you to please uh, send us that information. If you are online, you know, you'll see some link that will be on, on the chat room. Please click on it 
and you'll be able to give us your details, connect with us. And the moment this service is over, we would love to host you to a very brief Zoom connection uh, where our ministers can meet with you. If you don't mind, also, you can join us in a, on our Zoom uh, chat room the moment this, is, this service is over. The details of the Zoom chat room is now being displayed on the screen. So I, I wanted to join us, and as you do so, God will bless you in Jesus' name. All right, I also want to uh, quickly welcome everyone watching with us for the first time. It's your first time ever at the Elevation Church. We're glad that you can be a part of this service today. Uh, in the same vein, the moment this service is over, our chat room, our Zoom chat room will be alive, and I want you to be a part of it. Uh, we just want to meet you. It's your first time. We also have some gifts that we want to give you, downloadable gifts. Uh, you can meet us right there. Five minutes of your time, that's what we ask for in our chat room. And we'd love to meet with you. The Elevation Church exists to make greatness common. And uh, all over the world, God is using us to raise people uh, who are discovering their purpose and living a life of impact. And you want to join us to be that kind of person who will work in the fullness of God's will for your life and live a life of impact. I want to encourage you, don't make this your last time. Join us again and again and again online like this. And uh, our services promise to be, you know, uh, a blessing to you every time that you join us. And God bless you uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, for all of us, I want us to give to God today. It's our culture to give to God every time that we gather together. Uh, if you haven't set the details of our giving on your mobile phone, on your devices, then uh, you'll have the pleasure of having it on the screen right now as we prepare to give to God. So it's time to give to God, and I want you to just, uh, to, to just join us as we give. If you are local, uh, in, right here in Nigeria, I want you to use uh, the details from the different banks there, uh, local banks here in Nigeria with which you can give. If you are uh, outside of Nigeria, we have our giving platform, a secured platform on our website, elevationng.org forward slash giving, which can take any card uh, that you, you, you want to use on it. And also, if you want to do a wire transfer, the details of our GT Bank, uh, wire transfer details, the national transfer details for different currencies is also being displayed on the screen. So please feel free to engage any of these details on the screen as we give. Can I have the pleasure of praying with you as you give to God today? Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for everyone worshiping you with their substance today. Uh, your word says again that if they have to remain seed time and harvest time or seeds, this is our seed time as we sow practically, giving uh, from our earnings into your kingdom for the furtherance of your gospel. We pray, Father, that you look upon these seeds favorably. We speak a blessing over everyone, giving a tithe, giving an offering, redeeming a pledge. Lord, we ask everyone supporting ministry in one way or the other. Let the heavens open over them. Let your grace flow over them in the name of Jesus. As we step into a new week, let it be a week of blessings with other steps into the fullness of what you have in mind for us this season in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So thank you, everyone, giving, supporting ministry at the Elevation Church. We, we thank you, we appreciate the support, and we pray that the God who sees in secret will continue to reward you openly in the precious name of Jesus. Uh, before I, I sign off, I have just one or two announcements. Um, I'm calling on all entrepreneurs uh, in the house and all career people in the house. We have two powerful masterclasses in this month of November, uh, and they will happen uh, on uh, uh, the one for... Uh, for career people, we call it Career Reboot. We happen, on, uh, we happen this Saturday, 28th of November, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. The details are on the screen. I want you to uh, make sure that you register. Uh, uh, B-I-T-L-Y forward slash Tech Career Reboot. That's the, 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 the online link, the URL with which you can register to be a part of it. Uh, it's free, but registration uh, is required. Uh, tech... Uh, 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 career Pro has been a powerful, powerful blessing to career people here. It's time to reboot your career. It's time to get back to work. It's time to position for a promotion. It's time to position for a new job this season. Uh, so this, this event will help you to fine-tune your skills, to think you know, differently about the skills that are necessary uh, in this COVID and post-COVID era. Uh, also, uh, the, the Audacious Entrepreneur, which is another masterclass put together by uh, by, by the Entrepreneurs Masterclass at the Elevation Church. We will hold that uh, upper Saturday, the 5th of December, to be 11 a.m. To, to, to 2 p.m. West African time. And also the link is being displayed on the screen, bit.ly forward slash the audacious entrepreneur. Uh, if you go to, with that link, you will be able to register. 
It's all small caps. You will be able to register and be a part of the audacious entrepreneur upper Saturday, uh, 5th of December, uh, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, lastly, our online ministry fair, where we will be able to accommodate people who have been asking us, how can I be a part of ministry at the Elevation Church? How can I function one way or the other? Uh, uh, maybe even online. I'm not in Lagos. I'm not in any city where you have a church, but I want to be a part of what God is doing at the Elevation Church. Or maybe you're even in Lagos, maybe you're around Nigeria. You just want to be able to serve God with us at the Elevation Church. We will have an online ministry fair on Saturday the 5th and Sunday the 6th of December. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be 6 p.m. West African time uh, during our small groups. So if you are a part of any small group at the Elevation Church, we will feature a presentation on our units and ministries and a Q&A session where you can ask questions about how to be a, a, a volunteer at the Elevation Church. We look forward to you being a part of our small groups. And if you're not in any small group yet, send us an email, smallgroups.elevationng.org. We'll be able to fix you into a small group and you'll be able to participate in that online ministry fair which will hold upper Saturday and Sunday at 6 p.m. West African time. It's been great you know, hanging out with you today. I hope the word of God has been a blessing to you. And I pray that this new week will be the best week of this year for you so far in Jesus' name. God bless you. Wait a bit just for the last announcement as we bring the service to a close. Have a fantastic week and God bless you. The righteous are as bold as a lion. You and I have been called to be fearless, bold, and courageous as we take on the will of the master, knowing that we have the backing of the great and mighty king. Are you audacious enough to meet him in the marketplace? The world needs your gifts and talents, like a signpost pointing others to Christ. You are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. There are countless opportunities every day around you to show love, serve and be a witness so come on let's inspire others with our audacious deeds and win souls to the kingdom the mission is possible need any help we have conversation starters available online at elevationng.org forward slash etracts and at our various church expressions we hope you had a great time in service Join us online this Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek event called Switch. As we have another worship experience featuring the Elevation Priest of Praise. It's also the last worship experience event for the year and God has been good to us. We just want to worship him for who he is. So join us. It will stream live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and MixLR. Kindly subscribe and follow us on our social media channels at Elevation NG so that you can get alerts when we start. Let's create an atmosphere of worship to God and provoke divine encounters as we hang out with our Elevation Priest of Praise online. It will be an evening of music and live interactions between our online church community and our hip-hop worship team. It will also feature spontaneous worship sessions, discussing the songs we love to sing at the Elevation Church, a Q&A session on building a life of worship, and so much more. So join us in our Zoom room on Sunday the 29th of November by 4.30 p.m. West African time. The link to the Zoom room is now displayed. See you there. Our annual ministry fair will hold online next month on Saturday the 5th and Sunday the 6th of December. This event will feature presentations from our various units and ministries, Q&A sessions, and so much more. All members, including our online church community, will be able to identify units and ministries they can serve in. The ministry fair will hold during our small group meeting, which will start at 6 p.m. West African time. Our next baby dedication will hold online on Sunday the 6th of December at 2 p.m. Interested parents should kindly register via the link now being displayed. Thank you. CD packs from our Global Leadership Summit video cast are now available at our research center for 10,000 Naira per pack. Kindly note that it is available for purchase or pickup only on Sundays. Should you need to speak to a counselor, Kindly send a WhatsApp message to any of the numbers now displayed or an email to counseling at elevationng.org or simply visit elevationng.org forward slash counseling. 
Our online morning prayers hold from Monday to Saturday from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. West African time on Zoom and Mixlr. The links are now showing and will be shared on our various social media platforms. Want to be a part of our online church community? Then simply visit onlinechurch.elevationng.org to engage with people, get counsel, pray and make friends. That's not all. You can also join a small group by sending an email to smallgroups at elevationng.org. Please share your testimonies with us by simply sending an email to testimonies at elevationng.org. You can reach us at any time during the week through an email or a call. Simply mail us at info at elevationng.org or call us on 0700 Elevate. That is 0700-353-8283. Keep staying safe, keep praying for our nation and have an awesome week. God bless you.